Schofield and Company, live on the road. All right, here we go. Three hours on the way. Cofield and Company back after a little break. We uh, were off for the MLB All-Star festivities. Uh-huh. Today we're at Mountain West Conference Football Media Days. John Von Tobel is here. We've got a uh, slew of conversations coming up with some of the coaches around the conference. But, uh, you know, the most important coach for us is the, the local guy, Marcus Arroyo. He's here with us running UNLV football. Long day for you. How's it going so far? Good. Been really good. Good to get back kind of in the swing of things to see some of the some of the comrades that we work in this conference with and guys I've known for a little long time, so it's always good to see those guys and kind of get that itch back. And excited, man. Tell the audience about some of the ties you have to the other head coaches. Uh, well, the guys you've already probably visited with. Obviously, Jeff Tedford's back in the conference, who's one of my major mentors in, in football and, and in life, uh, one of my best buddies, Brent's obviously in, in the conference. And now you got Annie's, Annie Elvis at Boise, who's on staff with us at Oregon. Ken Wilson is also on our same staff there at Oregon. He's now at, 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 up there at UNR. Um, Brady, I've known for a long time. Uh, gosh, there's just a lot of guys in this conference. Timmy Chang's now in the conference. We played against each other in Hawaii. I mean, you know, it's a it's a, it's a throwback frat party, and I'm not a frat guy. <laughs> so you're starting off uh, year three, right? Be honest here. You walk in now with a different feeling, I would think, in terms of the team you're going to field, believing that you really have a chance to be competitive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, coming out of a first full season um, and looking back, at the way guys finish, some of the things we did down the stretch, seeing our guys' response, seeing their, their collective identity together in a locker room, seeing them in the off season, seeing their growth, seeing the 30 guys added to the roster. I mean, there's a lot of things that make me go into this second fall training camp of UNLV football that we're on right now for us and be really, really damn excited. How much did, you know, not winning games at times, last year a lot of really close games, yeah. How much does that wear on you from a, a competitor standpoint? Because like I would be, I'd be annoyed. Like that, that's kind of like my attitude. Like, okay, all right, fellas, okay, you had you had your first couple of shots at us, but now I've got a lot more players, so let's go. Yeah. Now, do you mean? You mean I mean the other coaches and the other schools, I got, I and it's like you, you know what? That's enough. Now I've got more horses than I had. I'm ready to go. Yeah. That uh, we we go a long ways with that one. There's no doubt that the ultra competitor is is in there right now, ready to ready to go to work. Um, you know, getting my getting these guys out there to get after some of these things and some of the naysayers and some of the and some of the non-believers, and then get get put out there a, a product with our guys to have a chip on their shoulder to get after some of these guys. You, you're damn right, I'm fired up. That there's I couldn't be more jacked when it comes to the violence that's not going to take place in, in a practice. <laughs> well, what about translating that message to your roster? Like, you know, record wasn't that great, but you're insanely competitive in some of these games. Like, maybe the result wasn't there, but the fire was there. You were close in a lot of these. How do you translate to those guys being like, look, maybe the results were there last year, but we were right there, and we can spin this forward to this year? You know, there's a there's a piece of that that communication that happens in, in, in a lot of places that have been at, at all ends. Yeah. What I mean by that is um, – there's other places we've been where we've won big and won a lot of games, and we have to go back and re-message in regards to how close you were to actually maybe screwing that up, or it wasn't that bit, we barely got by, it looks better than it was. That message is the same in the regards that we competed with last year, is that we're a couple plays away, and that's the difference from winning and losing, and you got to keep going back to work. And I think you guys know as well as anybody, because you guys are there weekly, we talk weekly. The most impressive thing, the most the most uh energizing piece 
to getting back in the offseason for me was when the guys came back to practice on Sundays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays of those games where they fought their tail off and, and, and recognized it after a meeting on Sunday and went back to work and fought again against the conference champ with, with the future conference champions where they were, teams that won 10 games. I mean, that was the most energizing. And that was, that was exactly it, was, look, here's what it's going to take to get over that hump. And we spent a ton of time, that's what the offseason's for, right? is looking at those, let's use those six games as an example, and go, all right, six games, two minutes, one score games, where were the, where were the pressure points? And spending time on them and, and teaching guys. And I think that's what offseason's about after one offseason, the first full offseason. That's why, you know, it's not protected messaging. You get the first time to turn on 365 days and show guys what you have to do to move to the next level that value is so enormous I mean, to show AJ what to do as he grows it to show Cam Freel, Hey, look, here's the collective body of work in these games and not have to try to put it in a 10 minute meeting on a Sunday after a game and move on from whatever Utah state to San Jose to San Diego state and try to do that as a true freshman or someone who's brand new in the system. It's huge, man. And so we've seen some of the strides in the off season and, and that type of communications is, is absolutely the approach we take is, Here's what we've got to do to win those, not, not the points. The points will come, and the points can be taken away too. Like I said, the other, the other side of it is the same thing. You can be that close to – you can look really sexy and be ugly, you know. Um, at the end of the day, you got to find a way to get done. And so I'm fired up. And it seems like the only way it works is if everyone's bought in, you know, as many as possible, like 300 out of the 365 days. might be more. Like it's, you're working all year, not just you, the players too. Well, especially today, especially in today's landscape because now it's – you're working in June's different than at June's ever been. There's, I mean, you got NL projects, you got recruiting, you got transfer portal, you got official visits in summer, you got all your guys there for summer summer ball. You have, I mean, you got camps, you got off first. It was the first time we've been off campus for recruiting, ever since we've been here. It was this spring? So ha- evaluate that. You know, do I send our guys in the ten days we got for camps out of town? There, gosh, there's so much going on, and I think. Uh, it just really makes you peel back the layers and go, okay, where, where can we do better? How can we spend more time with our guys? Uh, where can we make it, where can we make some some gains? Um, and, and going into fall camp training too, training too, man. And I think that our guys have responded well. Can you go on vacation and turn your phone off? No, like are, you can't do it. No, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it, I, I, I don't. Like, know. could you really do it, or you just? Yeah, can't you do could. It? Okay. You could, and you run the risk of what? What about, like, no alert mode? You know what I mean? Like, the phone's on. Yeah, like, everyone mooned. Like, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, just moon everyone. Like, yeah, it's just like, hey, did you get it? Oh, sorry. I, no. I mean, there's no, like, no, you didn't get it anymore. Like, where were you? You know, like, the, a third world? No, the low-key, that's actually one of the worst things that happened in technology. I used to be able to, like, oh, sorry, the text message didn't go through. Now it's like, no, no you yeah, know you got it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, and I can see you had the moon on. Like, yeah. he has silence when I, well, that's going to be worthless. Um, no, there's just, I, I, you know. There's so many things that, that happen now, you know, Steve is just whether it's recruiting, whether it's your program, whether it's your coaches, whether it's, um, you know, the, the, the conference stuff you've got going on, whether it's you, there's just so many things going on, um, you know, it makes it tough, but part of the deal. And, and I think that uh, I've been fired up doing it and doing it here, man. It's the voice of Marcus Arroyo, head coach here at UNLV openers coming up in uh, August now on the 27th. We'll get into the schedule in a little bit, but I know John and I want to go through some of the position groups because there's a lot of new names. 
in the group. So let's go with the most obvious, John. You want to fire oh, yeah, on the quarterbacks? Yeah, quarterbacks. I mean, obviously, it's always the, the topic of conversation. Yeah. You bring in uh, big-name transfers, and people want to know what's going on with uh, the most important position on the field. And also, part of that, too, I would ask is, you know, there's the, the cliche, right? Too many quarterbacks, maybe, or excuse me, if you have too many quarterbacks, then you don't have one. But there is importance in terms of depth at the most important position. So how is quarterback shaking out up to this point? Your thoughts on it? Good. You know, I'm excited about our room. I think collectively, and I've said this all day here today, I, I I've been as fired up about this room as anywhere I've been um, collectively with the guys we got in it. Um, I think that our philosophy is we're always going to load that room up. There's two reasons why. Number one, you can you 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 always you always got to have a good one. Look at the player. We have three guys in this conference who are top 11 quarterbacks in the country, and you got to face them. And they're, they were all on our side too. Between you know those guys that we played, and and uh, to not have a quarterback and that's kind of a baby we got is you got to have a good quarterback. Cam did a heck of a job as a true freshman. He came freshman of the year and got thrust into a position. He had seven snaps in training camp and, and had to come in and do what he had to do and played and proved he was tough and, 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 and very able. Doug did the same thing, and Doug's healthy. Uh, we added Harrison Bailey, who's just a football junkie and has some really good traits, and he's raised the he's raised the level of competition in that room. And then we've added Jada Maiva, who's you'll see when you get out there. I mean, he's as talented a thrower as – as any of these guys, and, and he's got a long ways to get to learn the game. But that's a group that that quarterback room is competitive. Um, and nowadays, when they can leave on their own on their own fruition, mm-hmm. you better be having another one as there because say two guys. Leave, I mean, it happened in the country. Say, say two guys leave. Yeah, you better be ready to roll. I, mean, I tell you what, you ain't anybody making excuses for anybody in this right. business. So be ready. So I think there's there would be a lot of people who would ask then because they think a lot of people see a guy like Harrison Bailey, right? And yeah. they go, hey. Big school transfer. That guy's got to be the guy right away. What would be the response to like fans of the program who want to see that right away? Be like that guy should be at the top of the depth chart the second the season begins. I I just hope that that, that, that people with that <laughs> that, that, that there's a uh, understanding that this is kind of what we do. I mean, right. if you want to look at the empirical evidence, just Google five stars that have four or five stars guys who've been successful, and mm-hmm. then just read a quick couple blurbs, and you'll find out. Well, I guess rankings have nothing to do with it because they don't go to an NFL draft. They don't. Um, production, leadership, obviously traits are important, um, but there's certain things in that position that are that that, that takes some that takes some uh, uh, things you can't really see on paper, or you can't you definitely can't see by the naked eye, you know. Um, I mean, what Herbert had what one offer? I mean, that worked out pretty well for him. Of course. Want to hit running back? You were asking earlier about the running back room, and you wanted to ask about the Louisville transfer. Uh, well, I mean, first off, what it's like to be six three and two thirty, but like the good kind, you know. Oh. Like <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. But you also, I mean, there's a massive hole to fill, right? I mean, there the, is. When, when you have somebody like that leave, and you look around, I mean, not only for you as a head coach, but I would assume whoever takes up that mantle at running back has some pretty big shoes to fill and would feel uh, and feel that kind of pressure at that position. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's by committee at this point because none of those guys are as proven as Charles is. Mm-hmm. Um, we were aggressive and. Really Really picky is probably the right word. I mean, I probably watched 50 guys in the running backs in the portal to finally get to Aiden, um, and uh, I felt like he gave us he, he has some traits that fit us really really well. Um, but then you got Courtney and you got Magyar and you got Sammy and you got Javon and these guys by committee got to know that that's how that's how this goes. This is big boy ball and you get, next guy up's got to be ready to roll. So um, there's going to be a rotation there in camp. But we're going to see who how the cream rises and. Uh, and, and, and Aiden, who you mentioned, is the guy who you hadn't seen because he wasn't there before for spring ball. He's he's a load now, and he can do it. And he can do it all. He and he he looks apart. Um, I'm really excited for him. 
Quick timeout. You want to stick around for a couple more? We'll yeah. go through some more positions and also talk about the uh, the schedule. Marcus Arroyo is with us here at Mountain West Conference Football Media Days on the way back. I think the most intriguing position from the additions and then the competition with the holdovers is wide receiver, so that's coming up. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. You're listening to Cofield and Company live on the road. Mountain West Conference Football Media Days, day one. Got a bunch of the coaches from around the league slated for appearances on Cofield and Company, but Marcus Arroyo sitting with us right now, the uh, head coach at UNLV. If you go to UNLVtickets.com, they've got a great ticket special going down for both basketball and football. you got to buy season tickets for football and men's basketball, and then you get the bonus, the limited edition you know, UNLV specialty Nike sneakers. Now, if I sound a bit crun- uh, crunky, clunky there, um, it's because I'm not a sneaker guy. And I can never re- remember the names of the Nike sneakers. John, this young man, and take that as a compliment because you're younger than I am, Marcus Arroyo loves shoes, Yeah, loves sneakers. So I feel like this promotion is molded in his honor. They, they actually – no, they did that. I think they did it um – after football, I think they did it for they did it for, for, for men's hoops. Yeah, in the Air Force One, right? right? Yeah, yep. yeah, that was cool. But how many idea. how many sneakers? How many pairs of sneakers do you have? Too many, too many. But I, I, it's a generational deal. I mean, I grew up. It was like you know, be like Mike and Mars and Jumpman. And, I mean, that was kind of our deal, like uh, trading cards and shoes. I mean, we didn't have like TikTok to like be on. I was right. like, I'm 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 looking for some new fours and Elevens and Space Jam and I've colors. Been, and, the rules are you never mess with somebody in black Air Force Ones. They're menaces to society. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Uh, but I will say, so I've always been like fringe <laughs> sneaker guy uh, where like I've always wanted to get more into sneakers, but I've never had the uh, the bankroll to actually start keeping up with it. So I've enjoyed sneaker culture from afar. Like I go yeah. to the websites. I click on the stick. One of the biggest things is Kyrie Irving a couple of years ago came out with like a SpongeBob line of Nikes. I wanted them with like all my heart, but I couldn't afford them. Well, I think that, that there's probably more affinity to it because I probably grew up like having one pair and when i got them yeah i like slept with them yeah, right? yeah. like don't touch them like i don't walk in the i had an extra pair to walk across the dirt with like yep. that was like because that's all I was getting you know Do you duck walk yeah well, I, yeah no i literally <laughs> probably wear another pair and i carry them you know like you know drag the baby but carry the shoes yep. like i don't know i was just being growing up in a it just wasn't part of the deal now I've been fortunate to kind of lean into a little more yeah, you also worked at oregon so there's big and, there, there. Yeah. And, and this stuff is like i you know as an older person, I'm like, I don't get it. But I recognize sure. that it's important to kids. It is. The kids are into it. It's a, it's a cultural deal, and having worked up there with those guys and Phil and then close with Tinker and hearing those stories, there, there's a there's a affinity to there. It's, it's an interesting culture. So let's talk about a culture and what's important to kids when it comes to one of the positions that I think is always kind of unpredictable in managing them, and that's wide receivers. Yeah. It's always an interesting group. Yep. And your group now, I think you have some really good returnees. Kyle Williams is a former you know, freshman of the year offensively in the Mountain West Conference, a little dinged up last year. Zal Griffin has accomplished some good things. You bring in a crew of really talented guys. That room is going to be ultra competitive. It is, and that was the goal. The, 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 the offense is built around um, explosive plays and, 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 and playing well between quarterback and wide receiver, um, and you know that you've got to build that. You know, you do have to recruit to that. I mean, we tried to do it for a long time at the last place, too. It was hard. And, uh, I mean, to this day, there, I don't think there was one guy, that Justin Thudu, that was drafted. Um, you got to recruit big-time wide receivers. And, and this league proves that to you. This league proved 
you know, and, it, and it's not just a Power Five thing. It's not. You look at I think the Senior Bowl. I think there was 11, 11 guys of the Senior Bowl. I could be I, you got to look it up, but I think it's seven of the eleven guys in the Senior Bowl. I think were non-Power Five receivers. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing offensive football at every level, and you got to have guys. It was in this conference. You got like I said, three passers in this conference are top eleven guys, and they're throwing to guys that are real guys. So uh, we did. We bolstered the roster big time. We were ultra aggressive. We went after guys. We've proved we can do with the offense when they're here. We sold them on that. We sold them on our quarterback. We sold them on the system and development. Uh, Ricky White comes in. Seneca McKee comes in from a D2 as an All-American guy. Jeff Weimar is a JC All-American guy. Um, you know, bringing a handful of guys that in spring, and the guys who were out there saw, you, you look very different uh, pretty fast when, when the guys who were catching that ball or downfield further and, and, and more accurately and making explosive plays. What's it like recruiting that position? Because it seems like back in the day everybody wanted to be a quarterback, but now it seems more and more that kids come out and they want to be receivers. They don't want to yeah, be Yeah, shoot, man. You, you go uh, all the way back. I mean, we had James Jones at San Jose State and John Broussard, who were guys that could go get it in this conference, and James ended up doing a really nice job with the Packers for years and a big-time playmaker. And then you fast forward, and we had Keenan Allen and Marvin Jones at Cal with Jeff and – Big time guys, um, you know, and uh, you know the guy. What we did with you know, Mike Evans and 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 um, you know Vince Jackson at Tampa, and then you know the guys we had at Oklahoma State. I mean, you're seeing the wide receiver position now, and now with Devonte here in town being the highest paid. I mean, it's it is a explosive play game at all levels, and uh, we have tried to put our foot right directly in the middle of of that attack um, as we as we should, and. Uh, I think as we go into fall camp number two and we start moving forward continually, I think you're going to see that, that type of grade of athlete be the guys we're, we're going to have in town. Flip side of that is uh, in a throwing league, you want to be able to throw, you got to have weapons, good receivers, but you got to be able to defend it. And you got a lot of experience coming back at defensive back, but I, I felt like you had to commit at defensive back or cornerback safety like every day. I mean, I, I think I'm going to walk out there for practice at the start of, of August, and it's, there's going to be like 35 guys at the position. There, you have a lot of guys. There's going to be a lot of new DBs. Uh, we had a, a, a big change in, in, in DB in the secondary um, numbers-wise that we were going to really ramp up and stay aggressive with, and we did um, at every single one of them. We had that, that, this is just that league. You got to be like you said, the ball's going to be in the air. You got to be able to go play it on both sides, and. Uh, and so I'm excited to see what Coach Hayward takes takes a secondary um, to the next level um, with all the additions we've made. What about up front? Because so that's the other part of this, right? You talked sure. about defending the pass. Pressuring opposing quarterbacks is uh, obviously a big deal. It is. It is. Get, being able to get up, get up to the passer and stop the run when you need to. The, yep. being, in the trenches, you win. That's the that's the it's the uh, the unknown, right? It's the guys who don't get all the credit, right? Mm -hmm. It's the picking. It's the guy who who sets the pick who doesn't get the credit for anything. There's no there's right. no stat for setting the pick, you know. Um, those guys up front, both sides of the ball, we've tried to bolster. Um, the guys on the edge, being able to get the quarterback. Naki building up bigger, stronger, faster. Ilial playing up front. And Darius Johnson bringing him as a junior college. You know, a few other guys you're going to see. Um, they're the reason that, that you have to have be plugged you got to get, get the quarterback and stop the run when you have to. Um, and then on the flip side of that with offensive line, you know, for us, being able to throw the ball to those guys is having guys like Leaf that are consistent players, probably the most consistent piece of all we're doing is our center, Leaf, um, and then bolstering guys like Kobe Bryant and, and, and Preston Nichols who plays, uh, who's played, um, you know, with, 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 with uh, uh, guys on our team. is just that bolstering, again, it goes back to the whole thing. 
how can we fix, how can we make this roster as good as we can be as fast as we can get there? And we have not taken our foot off the gas. When it comes to pass rush, have you guys changed the way like you evaluate and look at it? Like I'm an analytics guy, right? And so like one of the changes has been like pressures as opposed to outright sacks and how you evaluate guys. Guys might not necessarily get sacks, but they'll get a lot of pressures, disrupt plays. Have you about like changed the way you evaluate pass rushers and their success in that regard too? Yeah, for sure. Because well, there's there, yeah, it's a great point. Because what happens is you got to be able to have some way to say. Uh, if the ball's coming out, right. right? I mean, you watch the Rams how fast the ball comes out. You can't get there, but can he at least get in the guy's lap? Can he shorten the stride of the quarterback? Can he make a move off his point? You may not get there, but is he a factor? Does he create a double team, right? I mean, that's the other thing, too, is there's pass rushes now where you're trying to isolate guys. Is he, can you could it put a guy in an, in an isolation and, and win a one-on-one? You know, can you get him isolated in a one-on-one? Um, there are all those things that filter in analytics that are like, where, where can you still be? of value and advantageous to the front. Let's talk offensive line real quick, just to go back to that. You know, you mentioned Kobe Bryant coming in and Nichols. You're not necessarily, like, in love with, hey, we got to have guys who are 6'4", 350 pounds. Like, you have guys of all sizes and some, some shorter guys too. Yeah, I think the one, there's, a, there's you know, the one thing that would stick out if you really got down to watch dark guys is uh, there's, a, there is an, there's a piece to uh, the profile of offensive line. That, that, that really factors in that isn't mentioned very often, it's reach. So, like, uh, Press, like Preston. Preston's not that tall. But Preston has, I think, a 6'4", 6'5", wingspan. Um, Waseli is an undersized defensive lineman who has, a, like, another 6'6", wingspan. So your length isn't just determined by your height. And so if we find guys with longer arms we believe that, that there's still the ability there to evaluate the guy with traits and profile that still can create the distance you want. Which I was going to say plays into the NFL draft process. I don't, we don't talk about it enough in college football. It's but draft, as, it's a draft. As soon as, as soon as we find out, you know, all of a sudden, what was it? Uh, was it Hutchinson? Yeah, and that was arms. Arm yeah, he's got short arms. Short arms. It's like now, arms. now all of a sudden he can't play in the NFL. It doesn't mean it's a, it ends it, but, no. you know, it is it is. But that's where it comes from. Yeah. yeah. Marcus Arroyo is with us. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about the schedule. Um, first of all, Notre Dame, that's a, that's an interesting game. That's going to be, and it's in the middle of the season. So, I mean, it's in the, you know, you're in the, you're in the trenches at that point. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've had, to, I've had to do something like that. So it's going to be, it's interesting to play that game at that time, as far as the mindset and how you get guys, you know, going and, and have it right in the middle. Um, you know, it's going to be it's two parts to it. Number one, it's a, that's why college football is so special. It's going to be a special place that guys are going to be able to say they played for And then the next piece is playing well there. It's not just being playing there. Like that's that's fanfare. That's cool. That's great. It is awesome. But you want to go there and play well too. So um, it'll be a good barometer too for us to see exactly where you really are. You know, I mean, we play Cal as well. I mean, two Power Five programs on the sta- on, on the deal. Um, but it goes back to we see how good we play against Utah State and shoot, you know, San Diego State and and uh, and Fresno and some some real ball boys in it. And uh, but that game will be that game will be interesting. What do you do for the Hawaii trip in terms of travel? Because I know you generally like to get in a little bit later, so yeah, what's I like, your experience I, going to Hawaii? I'm, yeah, I'm of the I'm one of the guys who believe you just you get there with just enough time to get ready to play. I, I don't think going early. I heard that you know there's a team going in this year that's going in like six days early or something crazy, like the for opener or something crazy. I, six <laughs> days, like, that doesn't sound that safe. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> for focus, uh, I, right. I just know that for, that's our opinion there. But we've got like on the Notre Dame game, we play in, on 11:30. It's a morning 11:30 their time which is body clock-wise, it's more the travel time. Right. What does it take out of you? So we might go a day early for Notre Dame and not go a day early for Hawaii because the time's going to do it the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to play at night. So we'll see. There's certain things you'll do to, to, to protect it, but there's also, I haven't done this for a really long time, at the altitudes or the distances or the where they're at that I think you've got to be careful with talking yourself in and out of. 
Let's talk about some of the daunting tasks in conference. John, you wanted to talk about some of your favorites in the conference? Well, I mean, you mentioned your relationship with Jeff Tedford. I mean, Fresno State, I think, at the top of the conference. And what I what I find interesting about a team about Fresno State is not only do you have a quarterback in Jake Hayner, uh, but they're battle-tested, right? Like, they go on the road, they take on your old stopping grounds at Oregon, playing very competitively, they win at the Rose Bowl, and now they have conference title aspirations. You get to play host to them. You know, a, a, an opportunity like that after playing them so tightly it's last awesome. year, too, right? It's got to be pretty big coming it's back awesome. home. Awesome for that to be a great Friday night deal. They're they're obviously a quality coaching staff, quality coach, quality quality staff. They've been together a long time. Those players guys played together a long time. There's a there's there is a there is a it's a, continuity is undervalued. I really do believe like, people understand how important it is for players to play together for two to three years and then, hey, he's pretty good. Well, yeah, they, they can throw to each other blind. They know where they're at. Uh, coaches can get communication things done that fast as opposed to a a long dissertation on, hey, this is why we do this and this is why we do that. And uh, But they'll be damn good. They'll be really good. And, and so will, you know, Blake, Blake, what he's done there, bringing most of the guys that were familiar with this program. And the verbiage was another good example. Right. You know, it was easy for Logan to transition in one year. Well, Logan's been in that system for with him the whole time. Right. It was a simple, simple – all he did is change jerseys. Um, so we got there's some there's some quality opponents, man. Well, and the other and that's what I found like that stuck out when evaluating your schedule was like the the rematches and the ability to host these teams, right? The close game against Fresno State, last game against Air Force that didn't really go very well, but now you get to play host to them here yeah. at near the end of October. And that's actually I noticed too the part of the stretch of the schedule where you're playing host to Air Force, going to Notre Dame, going to San Diego State, coming back for Fresno State. Like every opponent is built the same. You want to respect every single one of them, but it is hard not to focus on that stretch of your that schedule. That's a stretch, right? That is it. That is a stretch that's going to be aggressive um i'm excited for it i'm excited to see you want your health to be at the right fate the right spot to be able to see if you can really where you're really at um you hope you're not you know and, and i think we'll be we'll be in a good spot um and then you want your guys believing and going and playing the way they finish if if last year's finishing stretch indicates the culture or the way our guys like to compete then that makes that really exciting because you're going to go against some good opponents you're going to be an improved football team and you're going to make a run and make a run for for anything you want you know air force can be infuriating there's no doubt playing air force can be that's yeah. a that's a mental challenge yeah, i'm sure and they're they're super physical all right Appreciate want to give uh, one quick pitch to uh, fans out there you know they're i think they're going to see a different level of football and the depth and all the new additions and the uh, the passing attack and yeah i mean i grab their tickets no i'd encourage everyone to get their tickets to come out and you've got it you've got the best stadium in the country to come see it you've got a, a promising football team that's been working their tail off a great schedule a conference that's uh, the best in the country in g5 proving that and i think a, a really really uh, great opportunity to come out and, and catch this thing as it goes first practice uh we report 29th first practice 30th there you go cool. right around the corner bang bang all right, Coach, thank you. Thanks, guys. There he is, Marcus Arroyo. Quick timeout. Come back. We get to uh, Timmy Chang, the coach of Hawaii, in just a couple minutes. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. He has a son named Jacob. Really upset. He just came over. He's like, are you telling me that Aaron Judge may not be a Yankee after this year? Uh, I wasn't going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I mean, we're on live TV. Yeah, no, Jacob, buddy. Um, you know, we got a lot of great Yankees on this team. You know, there are a lot of great Yankees. Be here for a long time, you know. So don't be upset. Don't be upset. Hopefully you'll be a Judge fan for life. You're listening to Cofield and Company live on the road. Aaron Judge, that is a weird spot. I think there's a way to ask that without freaking setting him up. But, uh, yeah, there's a good chance he's not a Yankee. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Invoking the children. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sneaky way to try to get something out of him. Can't get, can't really snap back at you. Right. It's a, not me. Right. It's the kid. He did kind of, yeah. And he's like, uh, hopefully you're a Judge fan for a long time. Yeah. <laughs>
He might not be. No? Maybe he's got some bitterness toward the Yankees because they didn't sign him long term. So. Hey, there's and from the Yankee standpoint, bro, you couldn't stay healthy. So they weren't going to commit you know, $38 million a year to you. So There's a team out there in Southern California that's got a habit of overpaying guys with injury yeah. histories coming off of really big seasons who are a little bit older. Can't wait for him you to know, be You know, here's the thing with the Yankees and Yankee fans. Do you think they care? I mean, I think there's a little bit. I'm not a typical Yankee fan right. because I know the way baseball operates and I know the money the Yankees have. The Yankees will get someone else. Or maybe you don't need to spend $38 million on power-hitting outfielders, and he's awesome. Right. Maybe that's not the best way to build a team. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I would agree also. I mean, obviously they're going to get what – I didn't say whatever they want, uh, but they are definitely not the Knicks where the luster is worn off and nobody wants to join the franchise because it's a nightmare. Everybody still wants to be a Yankee. Yeah. Uh, you sent something over that uh, does not warm my – is it cockles or cackles? It annoys <laughs> the crap out of me. You know it annoys the crap out of me. I heard it like 20 times today. I was told it today. Yeah. It's the slowest day in sports, baby. But let, let's, let's say this. A lot of it's from betters. No. I wouldn't say that. Media like, people are saying it? Oh, yeah, of course. Jesus, it's, God almighty. Tons, tons of media people are saying it. Slowest day in sports. And uh, like from a, from a betting <laughs> standpoint, I would argue, actually, there's something to do today. There's a doubleheader tomorrow. We talk about the Yankees. Start handicapping, baby, which yeah. I'm sure a lot of people do. Yeah, There's plenty to talk about, though, because no, all no. The, col- the college conferences are all in the midst of their media days. Yeah. So if you're a college football fan, there's plenty to talk about. And the NFL with two teams is opening up training camps. That, that's what I said. Like, I, I think this is the busiest. I think this is the unofficial start of football season. It, 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 you know I, it I mean? feels like it. it me- like you like said, I'm, I'm, done. I'm like, I am done. I'm, I'm a thousand percent moving forward. Like, I'm ready to go. I, I agree. Uh, I enjoy baseball, but yet again, uh, the Angels are trash, so I have nothing to, 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 to pay attention uh, to as the Major League Baseball season comes to a close, except for maybe Otani's MVP push if he gets it again. Uh, but outside of that, like you said, training camp, we're two. Steve, tomorrow we are two weeks away from the Hall of Fame view. It's, it's here. here. Like, it's here like that. You, here. We, we just had Marcus Arroyo on. He's like, yeah, 20, 29th report. First, we're practicing. Like, okay, well, that's. Yep. We're at the 20th. <laughs> so just over it's a not, week. It's not, not a month away. All these guys are going to be freaking. I don't know if they're crunching pads on day one, but they're they're going. Yep, football's here, baby. We're ready to go. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to uh, catch up with uh, Timmy Chang, one of the coaches from the Mountain West Conference. You remember the name as a legendary quarterback at Hawaii, but he's taken over the Hawaii football program. Lot to discuss there as he tries to bring that program back. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live on the road. Mountain West Conference Football Media Days. Two days of availability. Chance to talk to some players tomorrow, but the coaches are all hanging out today. And one of the new faces to the conference coaching fraternity is Timmy Chang. People know that name. He's an all-time great quarterback uh, with Hawaii. Had some time in the NFL, also NFL Europe. Played in the early 2000s. Hey, he's come full circle now. He's sitting right in front of us now, and uh, Coach, congrats on getting the Hawaii gig. And, you know, I want to start to talk, you started off uh, talking about the conference and just how underrated this conference is. It's a really good conference. Yes. I, I, I look at it as the best group of five conference out there. Uh, you know, it, it, you, you got, I think we had four 10-win 10 10 win plus teams, um, you know, and, 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 you know, 
we were at Nevada last year and we won eight games and you know and, and, and you're losing really really close close games I think we've lost two two point conversion games but you know it's 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 a tough conference it's a tough conference. it's it's really good coaches that develop guys they get guys ready and uh, and these guys play and and so it's fun to see you know who how we how we how we shape up in the beginning of the year when we play our our auto conference schedule yeah. and uh, and then go and then and then then we go through the gauntlet against each other as we play in the Mount West. It's also a good conference as far as the communities because uh, they're not all the same, uh, but most of them are very much into football. Very yeah. much. Yes, yes, yes. Hawaii, Hawaii is uh, it, its fan base is so unique. I mean, football is the number one sport out there. You know, we're the only show in town. We're the professional team, so all eyes are on the University of Hawaii and what they're doing. You know, um, and, and millions of people watch what what they do on that on that on that field. I also get the feeling with a lot of high school football recruits that it's it's one of those places where it's hard to leave. Like there seems to be you know that familial tie, and also to the school, sure. it's just it's different than other places. Yeah, yeah, you know it's um, it, it is different. You know the the high schools out there do a great job of uh, of developing guys, and 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 we want to keep them home as much as we can. We know we know that uh, you know schools like Bishop Gorman and Liberty out here, and and Desert Pines are are, are you know, big schools that, that, that have Hawaii kids on them, you know, and, and so, you know, any, any way for us to keep those kids home is, is a good thing for us. There was actually, there was some chatter, and you don't have to comment on this, but um, there was some chatter when, you know, when the portal was getting crazy, that two, you know, these guys who are from Hawaii, because one, one of the walk-ons did leave and, and transferred to your program, but uh, Leaf at center and also Cameron Friel, that people are like, well, you know, you know that the program looks, you know, like it's back on, you know, on the upswing that they may leave and, and go back home. And I think you're going to have that, you're going to have a chance to bring a lot of guys back home. So I want, I want you to talk about why you went back home. You know, I, well, the thing about it is, is that when I was an 18 year old, um, and, and, and one of the high, the highest, highest recruit coming out that year at quarterback at St. Louis high school, you know, I made the decision to stay home. Um, one, I, I, I saw the program go from 0 and 18 to nine and four, um, in, in June's first year, 99. And I saw that as a senior, you get those tickets and you sit there and you just, I watched every game. I knew the offense. I was like, and I, and, and, and every game as they won, you start to see the stands fill up more and more. Before you know it, there's 45,000 in there, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And so I, I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I wanted to be a part of it for, for a couple of reasons because I knew I could play high-level football on that same offense. But also, too, I, I looked at it as a, as a 20, 25-year plan. Like, where do I want to live when it's said and done? You know, and I want to live in Hawaii. And, and I didn't know I was going to get into coaching or now be the head coach. But 22 years later from that decision, I sit here as the head coach of the football team. And, and that's what makes it special. And so, um, you know, you know, excited, excited about the opportunity, man. Do you feel like a, a home area guy needs to be running the program? Is, it, is that another unique thing? Like, is it harder for an outsider to come in? No, I, I think we've had really good coaches there you know um you know bob wagner dick tomey uh june jones uh nick rolovich those are guys that are that weren't from you know not necessarily from Hawaii, but had a little bit of hawaii ties you know role play there right. uh june played there before um 
you know, there's guys that you, you, you really, what you need to do, though, is you need to embrace the culture. You need to embrace the area. You need to embrace the people because that's what makes that's what makes that place so unique and special. You know, they call this they call this Las Vegas the Ninth mm-hmm. Island. You know, and and it, and uniquely so. You know, those, these people like to come out here. Our, our our fan base likes to come out here, and they like to gamble. They like to spend time over here with family, and and these are memories for them out here. But. N- no different when they're back home they're on the grind and and it's a unique culture it's a unique place you know it has its own language has its own music and so um you got to understand those those parts and how these how these families their their belief system and and what they what they what they're teaching their kids and 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 you got to line yourself up with that that's the voice of uh, timmy chang who's taking over the hawaii program so let's just talk about kind of the cleanup right because the end of last year was a mess is is there a lot to clean up and also you have some challenges right now in the short term with facilities yeah you know you know you 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 walk into a job right and and and, and there's two types of jobs you walk into as a head coach right you walk into the perfect job where you know there was a there you know it, the program was so good right. that that someone left for another opportunity um, and then you walk into jobs that are not perfect, and 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 I don't think this job was perfect, and 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 it has its its challenges and its problems like anything else. But you know, you, you put the you put a plan together in, in your mind, and 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 you, know, you make choices, and and you go and you stick and. Every day, every day you, you, you make a choice, it, it goes towards that goal and that plan. And, and you've got to problem solve, and every day, is a, every day is a different problem. And so you, you do as best as you can to, to accomplish as much as you can in a 24-hour period. You go to sleep, and you wake up, and you do it again. So the, the last couple of coaches here at UNLV, Tony Sanchez and now Marcus Arroyo, were recruiting for the now, but also using what was coming to recruit and yep. i assume you're doing the same thing because you just got approval i think it's all good to go now right last two weeks you got approval from the governor on a new aloha stadium which i mean sure. how massive is that? i love the old place but you can see you know it's starting to fall apart well officially they were like you have to get out yep. how big is the new stadium it, it'll be huge right yeah. anything nice and shiny for for us to, to play in and, and to live in the to to sell um it, it's gonna help right and and not just for the university of white football team but for the state you know we want to hold big events there you know ufc you know max is always trying to get the ufc to come know, out yeah, there yeah we've yeah. talked to dana white about that obviously hometown we talked to him for like 15 years about getting an outdoor event there yeah you know and and, and no better place to do it right um you know in so many high level fighters but you know there's so many events you know you know your concerts like bruno mars will, will go out there and sell out three four five nights you know and, and there's so many different layers to it but excited for the program excited for our recruits excited for the for the people of hawaii and the new stadium is going to be is it on the same site it should be yeah. it should be okay. so you know the money's allocated now it's it's, it's time to find a developer and, and and get to building right and, and, folks, let me tell you, if you haven't been to Hawaii and old Aloha Stadium, that site is spectacular. I can't even put it in a when, when we drove up, uh, whatever it was, like three years ago now, I was like, my God, yeah. what a cool – I mean, Hawaii in general is cool for us, but what a cool spot. All right, so let's talk a little football here to close out. Um, you're going to want to throw the ball. That's what you guys do. That's what you did. So you've got a new mix here at quarterback. So how do you think it's going to work out? You know, we're hoping that, you know, one of them can, can – one of them and, and Molt will – the competition is going to help, right? But you want the one that's that's going to be in that position to just make good decisions at the end of the day, right? Whether you're throwing the ball, whether you're running the ball, you know, the, he's the distributor of the football. Get the, get the ball to your playmakers and make things happen. And so um, whoever gets that job, we're hoping that he's going to be able to do that on a consistent basis and, and, and put us in position to win games. 
Are you happy with the, uh, the, the scheduling change where you've got two partners, basically, that you're going to play every year? So one of them is UNLV, yes. which I, you know, we, we established the, the challenge with the big the pineapple trophy. And, <laughs> and, and like you said, it's Ninth Island here. Yes. Like that had, to me, that had to be one of the yes. matches. Yes, yes. I, 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 you know, I didn't get to experience the game. I, I saw it on, I saw it, uh, I saw, I saw, um, I saw the film, and it looked like Allegiant was rocking. There's a lot of Hawaii fans there. Yes, <laughs> it was loud. they said it was a great environment, yep, yep. And, and 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 that's what college football is about. You know, it's about your communities and 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 your communities backing your 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 universities and your programs, and and no different. We're excited to be you know playing playing the UNLV every year and 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 um and getting together, but um but. But that's that's what college football is about. Timmy Chang's with us. Uh, let's close out on this. I've been doing uh, some questions to close out. Good or evil? Ready? Yes. Portal. Good or evil? Good. Why? Well, if if if, if head coaches can move right and and people sign up to be and you sit in the living room of a kid and you tell them, hey, I, I'm going to be. I want you to come. I want you to come with me. And now that coach gets up and leaves. You know. Um, whether you can follow the coach or, or expand another or option rising, because the next coach that might not, I, I, that that next coach might not see the same qualities that he, that I saw in that kid or that coach saw in the kid. So, yeah, I guess my fear is that the kids that kind of get lost in the portal because there are there are hundreds and hundreds that think there's greener pastures elsewhere and sure. they don't they wind up nowhere. I mean, a college scholarship is worth a lot of money to most families. It, it, it is, it is. And, and, you know, it wasn't until I, you know, I went to a bank one day to, to talk about uh, college funds for my, for <laughs> right. my five kids. Right. <laughs> right. And, and then, you know, you're sitting there and, 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 you know, the investor talks about, it, he goes, Hey, if I can get my kids to start life debt free, that's my goal. Whether I'm saving money, whether they earn a scholarship. And so, and, and it, it really made me step back and think like, man, that that's so right. If I can give my kid a head start and, and, and make sure they're not hundreds and thousands of dollars in debt before they they start off, and and then they start behind. Yeah. You know, they stay start behind the ball, and so if you can do that for the kids, and and, and really, the uniqueness of uh, of recruiting is is really the parents. You know, listening and hearing their stories and, and getting to know the kids. Conference realignment talk, good or evil? Ooh, that's, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, 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 I like talking about it, but I don't it, know that it's all good. Yeah, it's, it, 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 I guess it depends where you line up, where right. you end up in the, the, the alignment, right? You know, and so, you know, for us, we're, it, we have our geographic challenges, but we also have our geographic benefits, you know. And so, you know, we play the last game in the country, you know, if, 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 we, if we choose to be at 6 o'clock p.m. Yep. That's a benefit, you know, and so, but, because um, you're, you're the only game on TV, and so, um, those things, those things have its benefits, you know. What I mean, but we'll, we'll see how these th- these things shake out and 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 and, uh, and and see what you know. See what that's above my pay grade. <laughs> there you go. Uh, last one. So when I first moved out here, I've been out here since '96. People are like, "Man, you're going to live in Las Vegas? That place is is pretty crazy. It's pretty dangerous." So Las Vegas, good or evil? Oh, it's great. <laughs> Not good. It's great. You know, I, I lived in Reno for five years, right? And and I think that place is unbelievable. And, and and we would drive seven hours down the down down in ninety five I believe, um, we drive down seven hours and spend our vacations here with my kids and stuff and and you know while it's still snowing and cold up there okay. you know in March the pools are open and you know the summer it's it's this is a good this is a good place this is a really good place a great community um, you know it has its it has its 
like any other place, it has its moments, it has its challenges. But uh, but I, I love this place. You know, uh, part of Hawaii, a lot of great memories with my family, my parents, you know, and, 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 and our families. But um, it, I, I know there's a lot of great Hawaii people living out here, and I know they feel the same about this place, too. Well, congrats on the gig. This is really cool. I think it's going to be something special, and we appreciate a couple minutes. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me.